0: Good morning, this is Michael Stoller for the Solar Real Estate Report on the Cat's Around Table. Today I have a prominent retail specialist, okay, who's gonna provide his insight about retail, especially today since Vornado just announced that they're writing down their portfolio, including a half a, mil- half a million square feet of space. So I have Corey Zelnick, who is the founder and CEO of Zelnick & Company. So Corey, what's really happening in retail? Everybody has different opinions. I
1: think that um, that will always be the case, number one. Number two, retail is actually pretty good. Um, if you look across the country nationally, retail numbers are up across the board. Sales, uh, store expansion, there are more, more stores open this year than closed, which is the first time in about 20 years. Uh, but more, more locally, uh, a lot of leases have been being signed. Now, we're coming back from a lot of vacancies, so there's a lot of work to be done Um, But a lot of spaces are being filled.
0: You know, with regard to the the fact that uh, the Castle Systems just reported that more than 50% of the people have returned to the office, has that helped the retail in New York City?
1: Um, It helps a little bit. Uh, I think the Castle Systems study is a little skewed in that they don't cover about 75 million square feet of space throughout the city. So their their numbers are lower than what is really going on. They don't uh, cover a lot of the larger landlords. And so what you're finding is Castle puts out 50 or 52 or 53. Uh, The reality is it's probably closer to low 60 percentile, which is still low, but better. Um, But it is still lagging broadly in the midtown market.
0: Right, but it looks like uh, if you're a coffee shop, or a fast foods type of operator, that's the, that's the flavor of the month. I've seen increased numbers. There was a chain store age report talking about uh, that's increasing the number. What do you see?
1: I see, I see that uh, a little slower in, in the Midtown market again. What, what, what we're also fighting a little bit, if that's the right word, is the reality of a three-and-a-half to four-day work week that's going to hold, I think, now forever. Four days for sure, and then the, you know which is no Friday. So
0: it's no, so it's no Fridays when no Mondays and right? a partial
1: Monday. And so you're in that. So that that hurts. That hurts an op, a midtown operator who relies on all five days of business because there for the most part is no Saturday or Sunday. So there's some there's some problems there uh, with respect to the coffee shops when whether it's Starbucks or Gregory's or some of the other ones. What you are seeing is repositioning. So Starbucks. They've gotten smaller in a lot of locations. Put aside their thirty thousand foot roasters concept. No, no roaster, right? But but you know, their basic store has gotten smaller, and they have done. They basically become a pickup window in a lot of areas. Right,
0: I've, I've noticed that on uh, Second Avenue. It's a pick pickup window as opposed to a store. That's but, correct. But there's this other chain, uh, Blackstone Coffee. Then there's another one, Mateo. I've seen these small little 600, 500-square-feet stores opening up over there. Well, I think
1: one thing's for sure is that the city likes coffee. You can't okay. take five steps without finding a cup somewhere.
0: Okay, so now we're going to talk about, it as opposed to coffee, another stimulant, the CBD stores, <laughs> and opening up all over the city yes. over there, you know, uh, legal and illegal. Uh, yes, I, I think
1: that if you look back historically, and we both have been around for some time now, When landlords couldn't rent their space, they took advantage of what they could take advantage of. And this became a growth industry, legal or illegal, but for the most part, legal. And you have small time landlords with small vacant space, can't get any tenants to bite. We're in a down down market, especially during COVID. And these guys were out there with money to pay the rent, and they secured their leases. How they're all going to survive when you have three on a block, that that's beyond me, uh, with respect to the illegality of what they're doing behind the counter, you know, Mister Adams uh, may have some some work on his hands.
0: Right, but they opened up, you know, the two stores in the village recently, and there are more stores planned over there. So that's that's a, a thing. But you, we were talking the other day, and you were mentioning that there's a trend for the higher end stores today. Yes, the
1: the luxury market has really come back. If you took a ride up madison avenue today 57th street to 72nd just just those blocks which we have uh, forever called the gold coast here in the city you will see new stores have opened all high-end luxury brands you will see signs in the window of coming soon under construction again all high-end luxury brands these are, these are groups that aren't affected by interest rates necessarily,
0: the shoppers for these stores. But many years ago, people were talking about the 57th Street to the 72nd Street as really being an advertisement. As opposed to a true retailer, they, were, they wanted them to be an advertisement for their, for their brands.
1: And that's the case. And, that, and it was there and it was along Fifth Avenue in certain right. locations. But today, they sell. The, the, the luxury brands, I mean, the, the richest man in the world right he owns LVMH all of those brands are selling and what they are finding is that the adver- you know their their shopper is not online their shopper likes the brick and mortar and so what happened while new york city was going through its covid disaster if you will um around the country these brands were thriving and so they all just waited and i don't know what the trigger was for the next brand to open maybe it was hermes who relocated across the street and expanded, that started to bring in the other luxury brands to begin their reopenings. Because a lot of these stores have been here before, or they're down in Soho, or they're down in the Meatpacking District, and now they're reopening on Madison.
0: Okay, is it a tenant's market today? You know, we, we know for the office space, if you're a tenant, you're gonna get some great opportunities, low rent. You may not pay rent for a year or two years. What about in the retail situation?
1: It's, it's still a tenant's market, especially if you come with credit. Uh, you, 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 the, are the landlords bending over in a manner that they might have during the COVID period? No, uh, but there are tremendous opportunities if you are a strong tenant.
0: What about who, who are the new players coming to town in the retail market? I,
1: I haven't seen, you know, what you see in terms of new players is you see new concept. You see, you know, we see the legal marijuana that we've talked about a lot. You see tremendous amount of medical expansion. Uh, the term that's bandied about is medtail. Where it's these medical businesses that are in the retail level, uh, City City MD was the prominent player for a long time. Uh, continues to be uh, one medical is now out there. Right,
0: Medrite has been opening up. They're opening up a location on 42nd Street and Second Avenue. And ironically, the Irish Bar across the street is being converted also to another urgent care center. That's
1: correct. And uh, I put a, I put Medrite in a couple of my buildings, and they are they're expanding, and they're going to run with it. Uh, as long as they can, it's opportunistic for them. A lot of the landlords are not looking to um, curate their spaces. They're looking for good, clean, dry tenants where they can.
0: So what, what about the restaurants? Are we seeing some new restaurants come into town?
1: There, There is a tremendous entrepreneurial spirit out there in the restaurant business. I, I tell Anybody and everybody, and I'll tell you now, if you told me about a restaurant that's closing and will become available, I could have a commitment on that space within two days. Really? There's a tremendous entrepreneurial spirit in the restaurant business. They want to go in. They want to take advantage of the infrastructure that the previous tenant put in so they don't have to spend all of that capital. Change, change uh, the one,
0: one. One man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. You got it. But it, it really is. What about the suburbs? You know What's happening in Long Island and New Jersey?
1: The suburbs have been very, very strong. Uh, a lot of people are still home, still working from home and not commuting in, and they're out there. And sales have been very, very high. And what's been happening out in the suburban markets is that the cost of development has gone up so much, the cost of goods, construction, and all of that. So what's happening is the existing space is in high demand. And so we're seeing a big, there's a big turn in, in, in retail now. And I know anecdotally speaking to people regarding uh, the Bed Bath and Beyonds that are going to be closing shortly. Almost every one of the stores that are going to become available already have commitments from other retailers.
0: Such as the container store or other type of stores? No,
1: no. It's now it's more about the gyms. The gym business has come back tremendously. You know, COVID crushed the gym business but they've come back tremendously now. So the gyms are gonna take a lot of those spaces and and there's just all kinds of businesses out there that are looking to grow and grab because there's no new product.
0: What about the opportunities for somebody to buy some retail space?
1: It's it's a food fight. It's very hard, the deals are hard to come by, the deals are still tight, and they're very risky. They, They still remain risky.
0: It sounds like we're close to back 2019.
1: You know, in certain areas, for sure, for sure. It's a a very tight market, especially investment sales slash retail. Very tight.
0: So it's good to be a retail broker today.
1: It's good to be a retail broker, and it's tough to be a retail broker.
0: And what about a retail owner?
1: Retail owner is good with the right tenancy.
0: But you're saying to me that the right tenancy is going to get advantages. They're going to pick it up. What what about Lower Manhattan?
1: Uh, Finance Fidai, I I think it still has work to do. It's still I know there's a tremendous amount of residential. I know Harry Macklow redid uh wall Street, one wall and it's beautiful and Whole Foods and Lifetime and all that. I get that, but it's still dominated by the workforce that's not really
0: there. Grocery anchored shopping centers are still strong in the suburbs.
1: If you're investing, that's that's the the
0: hot ticket. So, I think in. In conclusion, basically, it's a good time to be an owner. It's a good time to be a retailer. But you have to look at different opportunities, and there are numerous opportunities. And I'd like to thank you for being here today. Well,
1: thank you very much. You go out there wide-eyed and uh, bushy-tailed and look for the opportunities and be able to be a little creative, and things will fall into place.
0: I think creativity is there. I'd like to thank Corey again for being here.
1: Thank you, Michael.